0: We're excited to have Annie Delaney from Raise Kids with us. If you're just meeting, I'm Candy of the ExperiencedNanny.com. I have over 30 years experience in nannying and childcare with families around the world. On this channel, I share my advice, tips and experiences in childcare as well as information from and by industry leaders. If this is something that interests you, consider subscribing to my channel and ringing the bell. This way you'll be notified when I upload new content. Annie Delaney is the co founder and CEO of Raise Kids, an app that is all in one tool for high quality childcare and family management. She's a mum on a mission to improve the experience of childcare at home for parents, caregivers, and ultimately for children. She was so passionate, passionate about this, she left her 13 year career in corporate America having worked for several years as a CPA at a public accounting firm, followed by career at a large US beverage manufacturer in process improvement and the supply chain. After spending over a year designing and building the app, the Raise Kids app launched in May 2021, and Annie and the team have continued to expand on features that best service the nanny community, their employers, and their nanny kids. Annie resides outside of Boston with her children, two little girls ages four and two, her husband, and her 30-pound rescue pup, Mikey. So today with us are Yvonne Finity and Annie Delaney. Annie, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Raise Kids and the app that you've created? Sure, I'd be happy to, and thanks for
1: having me. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Uh, So Raise Kids is a childcare app for parents and caregivers. And I created it out of my own personal need as a parent. I'm a um, mom of two, almost three, somewhat soon. Um, And I, I found that when we transitioned to home care from daycare, that there were some things that were missing. And then when COVID hit, it became very obvious. I think as many things in the childcare world did about the resources that are needed in the childcare world. And I felt like there was just something that that um, we really lacked in the tools and resources for caregivers to be able to provide that high level care that they're looking for in an efficient way. Um, and certainly the connection the connection with the parents um, is really important and something that in the home care environment has not always been focused on. Um, I, you know, we have the baby tracking apps and um, the daycare apps and things, but nothing really fits the need for a full family that goes beyond that baby age Um, and in the daycare apps, there's all sorts of other things that are included that you don't need in the home environment. So what we did is we took out all the things you don't need and put in the things that you do and really tailored it to that home environment. So what a nanny would need, an au pair would need, a family care provider would need. And so what we've done is made a communication um, portal for you to be able to more easily share the events of the day and what's going on. In a way that's not intrusive and one that um, is really approachable and in a means that parents are used to sort of receiving information now and that's efficient for a caregiver. Uh, and then we've added in things like, uh, oh, of course, coupled that with photos because you have to have photos in an accessible <laughs> way and be able to have an album with them as a parent is just so wonderful to be able to like scroll back and see in, in a way that's outside of my text messages. And then we've um, added in things like scheduling tools and chat um, to make that organization of information a little bit easier, because obviously the kids have lots going on these days. And so keeping track of all of it and keeping conversations where they should be around childcare um, was one thing that we really wanted to do to help create that efficiency and organization. Um, But the best thing, the thing that I love the most about the app is our activities. Um, And so what we do is we try to bring educational, skill-based, hands-on activities to a caregiver to be able to facilitate easily at home. And we do that in a way that has the flexibility of Pinterest but the educational base of a curriculum. And so for us, that, that that's really important to be able to grow and develop a child and to be able to prepare a caregiver or at least equip them with the resources that they need to be able to do that more easily than they could otherwise.
0: I, I love the idea of the activities because I feel like if you're creative, you've always got ideas and mm-hmm. you've got things that you want to do with your children. But if you're a little bit less creative, you're kind of always looking for something that you could do with your charge. I, I know I'm not super creative um, and I was spending a lot of time on Pinterest when, when I was working as a nanny um, just to get ideas and to actually um, get the, the instructions to walk me through the activities mm-hmm. so that I could then share it with my charges I don't know about you Yvonne but I know that's one side of nannying that I didn't really you know enjoy that much
2: I've uh, always um, been a nanny for a very long time before we all had phones but I've always uh, taken pictures sent it to the parents always communicated during the day do you think that people will have to be trained to use the app or Because to me, it's inherent. Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, like, I I love the idea of your structure of activities. I also have a a feeling, because I'm from old school, I know this is the way it's going to go. But if you can't think of them yourself, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence about the, it sounds fantastic, but I, I still... You know, if your nanny can't actually do that herself, um, that's, I guess, what I have a question with.
1: I think there are so many people where it is inherent, and that's a wonderful trait of of, a a caregiver. Um, For some, it isn't. Um, And even if it is, I think there's always better ways of doing it. I mean, there's so much education out there about the different techniques, and um, whether it's Reggio Emilia or uh, Montessori, or, you know, there's there's all sorts of approaches that take years and years of education to really understand and be able to apply as an educator. And as a a caregiver, to be able to see yourself as an educator and think that that is part of your role. Well, Well, what we're doing is we're just equipping you with those resources to be able to bring that without having to have a ton of the training and experience in doing it. But there are so many nannies that understand their kids so well and can do it naturally. You probably don't even know that you're doing Those same approaches, and so what we want to do is make sure that we're equipping everyone with the ability to do that and show them exactly how to to fully appreciate each. um, Like adult led facilitated activity and to really take advantage of those opportunities for learning for the kids. Because it's not just about an arts and crafts project, it's about what they're learning in the sensory and the creativity and, uh, you know, there's some sort of conceptual thing that they're probably learning about whether it be, you know, wheels on a car or something. Um, But there's so much learning that can be drawn out of a child, but you need to know how to do it well. And so I like it. I think
2: think you've got that, you know, the app sounds fantastic. I just think that perhaps that should be incorporated into training when you're training as a nanny. Do you know mm, what I
1: mean? Right. That, right. Be,
2: that actually a really good tool to have. As break. you're,
0: you're breaking up a little bit, Yvonne, again. Oh, no. It's <laughs> Cape, Cape Cod Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> i was saying it would
2: be a great tool to have have in a training training nannies because i've done that before as well mm-hmm. a great tool to have to incorporate that into um the training i love the idea of it all being in one place because there is so much information out there
1: yeah
2: right. do you know the ages and stages asq
1: um a bit i can't say i'm an expert in it but we we're, we hire experts so that's the good thing <laughs>
2: Just into training of nannies.
1: Yeah, I think the more the more training, the better, and whether that's in sort of a formal nature or whether that's you know equipping people through doing, I think it's all you know part of the development and professional development of a nanny, professional development of a family care provider and a pair um, that that we're we're helping people be able to speak the language and, and to do the things that we know are best in class um, and just to be able to have that on a platform and, and put it out in front of all of these people I think is, is um, a wonderful opportunity for us and something that certainly motivates us
0: I think you know I going back a little bit to what you said Yvonne and what you said Annie for me like I know all the things that I want to do with children, and I know what it is that they need. But it's just having, for example, I, I'm able to teach math uh, to children every day. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what we're doing. We've, we have math around us, just like reading or writing. Mm-hmm. But it's coming up with the activity that will make it interesting. It starts it. So that- Yes. Right? so yeah. so I can have a conversation about you know let's let's talk about shapes and we can talk about the wheels on the car and mm-hmm. you know the, the mirror on the car in the car and all of that sort of stuff and we can take it into a geometry lesson if we want mm-hmm. but it's you know instead of it being dry, it, it's nice to be able to have somewhere where you can take a look and say, oh, what, what activity could I do to supplement what I've already talked to them about?
1: Yeah, that's really think, important. Yeah, I think
0: that's the part that I like. Um, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily knowing what I need to know. It's, it's just looking for that specific activity that I want to target because my children or my charges are learning X. And right. so I want to target that specific activity for them. And it um, saves
1: time from having a google or yes the rabbit hole that is pinterest which is wonderful for many things i love pinterest in many ways but yes. it
0: uh, you can it get lost time. in that yeah. <laughs> yeah all right i well, mean then. i think i think this is the
2: way that the, that we're going with the technology um, mm-hmm. so would, would you like can we talk a little bit about the technology
0: side yes of course do you have a specific question you would like to ask or?
2: No, I just, well, this is obviously you're one of a very few, um, as far as I know, um, that have created an, a, this specific type of app. Mm-hmm. Do you see um, a lot more coming on board and then it's going to be maybe the bar will get lowered? So, you, you know, you're going to be like one of the top. You've started yeah. Off, you've done your research. But my concern with technology and you know, anything to be is when you're flooded, the market's just flooded with, mm. you know, cheaper apps. Right.
1: Right.
2: Of. Yeah. yeah. Well, I
1: said being a first mover, I think, is that you kind of get to set the tone for it. Right. And so and we're, you know, grounded in our principles of, of really always having the child development focus being the priority um, I think that is an advantage for us because then we get to set that bar. Right. Uh, and you know you hope competitors come on because it means you're doing something right. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, I, like yeah. I like that. There's nothing wrong with a bit of competition, is there? Yeah.
1: yeah, and it makes us continue to have to raise our bar to say, well, what sets us apart? What sets us apart? What are we yeah. doing differently? I like
2: it. I, yeah. like, I like what you're saying, yeah, very much.
1: Because there be- are, I mean, the, the competitors that are out there now for this are Google, Pinterest, instagram curriculums Um, but they all have they all have their pluses and minuses and so we're starting a market and we we want to do it in the best way that we can with with the you know authenticity and the always the driver and the motivation of um this is going to help a lot of kids out there a lot of professionals be able to provide the best level of care that they can and then ultimately the kids benefit from that
0: and do you feel that that parents or nannies uh, or anybody really using the app feels like it takes away from the daily activities that the nannies Mm -hmm. should be doing with the children? Do you feel that, you know, parents are complaining about how much time the nannies are on the app?
1: It certainly is something that I've heard as a reservation. And I think naturally, when you hear anything like about an app or about being on your phone, people, nope, nope, I don't want my nanny to be on my phone, on their phone or, um, But I think it really depends on the tool that you're talking about and to put one uh, to paint with a broad brush about technology and the use of it in childcare, I think is uh, does a disservice to to so many of the advancements that could come from technology in the childcare and education world. Um, So, you know, I think it really to think about what's the motivation behind that app and what what are they incentivized on. Um, So we're a subscription based service. Um, So we're not motivated by how often you're on the app or how long you're on the app. We do have ads, but they're tiny. And it's just like for the sake of having a small ad on the free version. Um, But we're really very much premium subscription focused. And that is for the purpose of making sure that we're focused on the right thing, which is that you get the value out of it that you need. And we specifically designed it to be used frequently, but in very small increments. So if you think about the, we're hyper focused on the user experience of how long does it take to communicate one event? So um, it takes two clicks to log a bathroom trip, two clicks and, you know, a little bit of typing to log what they've eaten, um, two clicks to log how they slept. Um, So those are things that we really were focused on in designing the app and and continue to be focused on. Um, But in the activities, it's one of the benefits of technology is if you think about the, the idea of going to Pinterest, you first have to find what you want and then you go into it and then you have to read a blog post generally to figure it out and then get to directions. And they're all set up differently, right? But with a uniform setup so that you know your eyes go right to the place where you need, whether it's the materials list, whether it's the directions of how you do it, whether it's the, you know, the um, carousel of photos that show you exactly how to do it. Um, it's meant to give it to you uh, faster mm-hmm. so that you don't have to be on your phone as much
2: yeah and I, I expect you encourage feedback from parents and and nanny or whoever's using the app you're you taking what they say is oh absolutely and, and I like that too I mean anything you do you just have to keep up to date with what's happening
0: and right and changes. it changes so quickly
1: right right
0: Do you feel like it's a generational thing as well? Like our generation probably isn't that interested in having an app, but Mm -hmm. the the generations that are coming behind us or that are already behind us, um, they're all about apps. So do Mm -hmm. you think, do you think it's more a, a generational and a cultural thing, or do you think it's more, that's the way we're going just because?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely hesitation from a generational standpoint because technology can be a, a little bit intimidating. Mm-hmm. And so just the idea of it, so it does take a little bit to convince someone that um, that might have that reservation to say, just try it. Um, but it really is designed intentionally with like very, what I've learned in app development is that you have to be so careful about every button, every design, and really thoughtful about what is that gonna lead the user through for their experience. Um, and so, you know, you hope you can get at least someone to the idea that just try it. Um, but I do think that there's absolutely natu- natural hesitation from people that are from an older generation about the idea of of communicating in that way. And I think there's some pride too, like I've been doing it for 20 years in this way, why do I need to change? Mm-hmm. And my, my thinking there is that um, A lot of the parents have changed their ways. And so we're used to being communicated to through text or through, um, we see like Instagram stories and we see, um, uh, you know, uh, many people use WhatsApp and there's all sorts of, or Slack, there's all sorts of new advancements in the way that we're used to getting information. We're used to getting a lot of information, but we're used to getting it on demand when we want it, not being flooded with it. So whether people are using text right now, which is something that I, of course I use text all the time, but I think there's a time and place for it. Mm-hmm. There's a time and place for Instagram. There's a time and place. And so there's a time and place for childcare related items um, and keeping it all in the same place is wonderful. Keeping it so that you can uh, set your own notifications and make it a really natural process to be able to communicate what's gone on during the day. Like I'll see a bunch of updates because I get my notifications to my phone. I'll see a bunch of updates throughout the day, Um, but I'll know that, you know, those eight notifications are things that I can look at when I want to. But if I see a text message, I look at that right away because I think there's a problem. And so just differentiating those types of information, I'm very used to receiving it in that way. If I was flooded with text messages, I'm just that's just not the way that I'm used to operating anymore.
2: I think what about the security is...
1: um aspect of it? Is it sorry say it again
2: security aspect of it so you're you know you're communicating with just the parent I'm assuming mm-hmm. um so how could somebody hack in I, I you know see the photos see where the child is at that time I mean that kind of thing. yeah I'm, 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 I'm that's a silly question but um
1: No, I think it's a legitimate question in the childcare world, like we're super protective of the pictures of our kids. Like I barely put any pictures of my own children out on any form of social media for that reason. Um, So that's certainly a a top priority for us. We use um, a database that is one of the most secure out there. um, And we only provide access to people who absolutely need it, which is like two developers and me. Um, And so we're very specific and the access that we're giving, and uh, we have security around like your password protection and things. Um, uh, so,
2: like any anything, really, you know. Like, sometimes people get hacked on these apps nowadays. So right. I was just curious about how that worked.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it's certainly a priority. I mean, I, I can say from personal experience on the idea of, of protecting my children's information. So it's something that we're very cognizant of. And I think we've designed it in a way that uh, provides that security. Um, And then we'll, you know, as we continue to advance, if there's more things we can do, that's that's not a problem to put
0: more in. Right. And you you said it's a membership um, program. So what happens if let's say I upload all my pictures, my family uses it for three years, and now my children are at school, I don't need it anymore, I don't have a nanny. Do mm-hmm. I lose all of that information because I'm no longer a member?
1: You can download it all. Um, so all your pictures will stay. So even if you downgrade your subscription, you wouldn't be able to add more if you're over the free limit, um, but it would all still stay. And then you could download each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you still have access to it. You still have access to all the data that all remains.
0: Okay. And Do you, do you feel that people are concerned about that? because it remains somewhere, right? So it remains on your database somewhere. Yeah,
1: you actually, you, um, to comply with GDPR, the um, uh, European mm-hmm. restrictions mm-hmm. around security, um, you have to have an ability to delete your account if you want. And so we do have that, so you, so you can get rid of it. I would assume most people would want to keep it there. Uh, yes, exactly. But you need the option. So yeah, we do have that option.
0: Okay, Yeah. all right. And how do you how do you feel in general that technology affects childcare? So your app is there to facilitate childcare and to help childcare providers and families communicate. But in general, if we're not talking about your app, how do you feel that technology affects childcare?
1: It depends on what it is, um, because I think that there are some. And I I can't say I'm an expert on this, or I've, I've studied it significantly, but. Um, like the electronic games and things um, or the iPads. I know we're conscious of how much screen time we give to our kids. Um, there are some great educational games and activities that are out there. I think there's a, a certain place and time for them. We've made the app so that it's it's not intended to be used by a child. Mm-hmm. Um, it's meant to like take the information from it and then use it with mm-hmm. the child. And that that's what I feel best about. Um, but I, I do think the idea of, of no technology in childcare because of the, the risks of what it could bring, it, again, maybe painting with too broad of a brush because there are so many benefits that we've all gotten from technology. Why not bring it to the childcare space? But I think it needs to be done with the right intentions. Um, and so I think picking it, being cognizant of it and intentional about how you utilize apps, uh, whether it's for the child's use or for the, the caregiver's use, Um, is is very important um, because at the end of the day you want as much time with a caregiver and a a child as you can because there's so much that comes from that bonding so much that comes from the opportunity for the the them to be in a role as an educator and to help that learning and development and um, of course free play is wonderful as well um, but you do want that caregiver to be as accessible as they can and you don't want them tied down to their phone
0: yeah and do you feel that like there are lots of families that I've encountered who say no screen time for my children Mm -hmm. do they resist technology at technological apps obviously the apps are technological but do they resist apps for their caregivers do you feel or is that not something that they even think about twice it's just you know we're going to use this app
1: yeah, I, I can't say that I know from personal experience, a ton of people that are in that exact position, because usually they don't make it as far as getting mm-hmm. to the app. Um, but I do see on the, I'm in a bunch of the nini groups, and I've seen some comments about people who say that there's zero
0: mm-hmm.
1: phone time allowed. And I just, I, I, as a human being, that's hard. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and, and it just it, logically, but if there's an emergency, like, and, and the thing that doesn't make sense to me is as a parent, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a relatively anxious parent probably, but I want to know what's going on during the day. Um, you know, I, I miss my kids so much when I'm not with them. And I feel like they're, you always, you all, as a parent, you always have the responsibility of your children, whether they're in the care of someone else or not, right. And so that responsibility is heavy. And so that that continuous flow of information is important as a parent to continue to feel good about the childcare decisions that you've made and that the kids are okay when you're not with them. Um, no matter how much you screened, no matter how much experience that nanny has, you we'll still want to know. Yeah, right. And just knowing that they made it to the farm yesterday and knowing that seeing the pictures of them picking flowers, like it just made me feel like, okay, I know that they're okay. I can go back to doing what, what I need to do. Um, so, as a parent, it just seems a little bit um, not intuitive to me that you wouldn't w- want your caregiver to be communicating that during the day to you. Yeah.
2: What about like grandparents? I mean, you'd, you'd have to kind of teach them that technology, wouldn't you? The app. Um, which, so, that I'm curious about do you have training seminars? Do you do, you do anything like that?
1: We, have, we haven't done training seminars, but it's been brought up before. So it's something I'm thinking about. I, it, for me, I want to make it as intuitive, uh, intuitive to use that you wouldn't need a training. So that's the ultimate goal. Um, but if there is some benefit of it and people don't mind watching a two to five minute video, um, those are certainly easy. Yeah, I'm just to thinking
2: think. about the older generation again, like um, the grandmothers. You know, my mom's 86. She's got a phone, but she's always like, it's not working, which right. is not true. Right. You. You're not right. working. So just If you if you were going to expand and have uh, the app for grandparents, which I think would be wonderful that they could actually share that with, mm-hmm. um, with you, there's a parent and the children. I just yeah. think that would be a really good idea.
1: Yeah, I, that's actually one of the things that when I created the app had a front of mind because of our own family experience. So one of the things that I got frustrated about was that I would have to take the daycare apps and download the photos and then... Um, Upload well, them to the photo sharing app that we have, or you know, text them to to family. And I, I wanted to be able to just automatically share, like, I don't have time to take all that down and, and move it. Um, so can I just add them to this app? And I wanted the parents to have control over who could see it versus the daycare app, who only the daycare has responsibility, yes. has the power to do that. Um, and so we have a family uh, level within the invitations. Mm so that um, my parents are on it, my in-laws are on it, uh, my sister, everybody can see. So they only see the photos part of it. They don't see all of the sort of events of the day and the schedule and all that, but it does function as a photo sharing app for them um, so that it's much quicker to be able to share in those memories.
2: And that's pretty. That's an e- easy. If they don't have to do any input, they can just right. get right. photos sent to them. That, that that's right. pretty good. I like that. My ninety-four-year-old
1: grandmother has basically figured out how to use it. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that, that's that's great. a testament to how easy it is. Then, <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, and. Um, I know the Department of Education has issued guidelines uh, for the use of technology, um, Mm -hmm. and I thought they were quite interesting. So I'm just going to read them quickly. Um, There are four guiding principles. The first one is technology, when used appropriately, can be a tool for learning, which I completely agree with, because I think, like you said, if it's used appropriately and with the right intentions, it actually can teach children a lot.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, guiding principle number two technology should be used to increase access to learning opportunities for all children and I think we go back to the intention Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think this one's great too Um, technology may be used to strengthen relationships among parents, families, early educators and young children and then guiding principle number four technology is more effective for learning when adults and peers interact and co-view with young children And I I agree with all of them, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'd like to focus more on guiding principle number three, where the use of technology can strengthen relationships among parents, families and early educators. How do you both feel about this statement as, you know, as parents and educators?
1: I totally agree. I mean, so from a, a standpoint of confidence in your care, I think that's a big thing. Um, uh, understanding what the child's doing and like having that confidence in the relationship and and I think there's a bond that's created that's really important between a caregiver and a parent to be able to have that trusted um, uh, collaborative care and there's some information sharing that's necessary in order to get that to happen right um, but then there's also the the sharing of observations that uh, oftentimes you know, in a uh, handoff process, whether it's the morning or the afternoon, um, and uh, whether it's in a nanny setting, a family care setting, it usually is quick, right? Like, at least one party wants it to be quick. <laughs> the other one, might want it to be longer. Um, but uh, by nature, it, there's not a ton of information that can be passed in that, and so if you're able to communicate any concerns that you have, any observations that you have, um, anything that the parent can do to continue the development of the child at home um, when, you know, building on what they're doing with the child. Um, and, uh, you know, I would think that they would take responsibility for that and, and look for that. I mean, I know that, that we certainly do look for opportunities to continue the development of our children, even on the weekends or at night. Um, and, But being able to understand what that is and have, you know, the trained professional be the one to help to guide the parents. uh, Some of that's going to be verbal and some of that can be started at least in the app um, or started at least in some form of technology. And then, you know, the shared language that you're using. So. Most parents are not educators. Uh, most of us don't uh, appreciate the idea of education, but we don't really know what it means. Like we barely know the difference between fine motor and gross motor. Um, and understanding what each of those do and, and how you can help a child to be able to build those and what benefit they then get. So fine motor isn't just something for the sake of um, being able to play with Play-Doh. It's, you know, it's an essential building blocks of being able to write. And so if a parent understands that, they're much more willing to do something. And so being able to communicate in this shared language about um, child development and skill development and, and in certain domains, I think is really important to be able to continue that development beyond the time of the caregiver.
0: Yvonne,
2: you... I, I think um, it's you know I think that's that is the, that's definitely a wonderful way to go like letting the parents know what's happening during the day and photos and videos you know I've, I've been with uh, children where the parents have been traveling and those first steps and the first potty you know that kind of thing and you can sh- you obviously share that with them. Um, one of the things I thought that could be just a, a sort of touch point is that Parents need to know also, and you as a parent, your caregiver cannot give a hundred percent, twelve hours during. You know what I mean? So they're they're. I'm wondering if some parents are going to expect like all day long, every half mm-hmm. an hour, you know, that you're going to be on the whole time, when really to give uh, your best, you're going to need a break as well. So that mm-hmm. I think that needs. That sort of kind of education needs to be given to parents. Um, you can't expect me to twelve hours a day to be sending you stuff on this particular app or even on the phone or so do, do you get where I, where I'm coming from there?
1: Yep, yep. Um I think it's yeah. actually if you look at it from a slightly different angle, if you don't communicate, um the assumption the parents are gonna fill in that assumption for themselves, which is I think they weren't doing much or, you know, like they, they, you
2: know, it's funny I get it. And I was uh, the other on the other, on the plus side is, is for your mm-hmm. own, you know, as a caregiver, you want them to know that yeah. you're doing all these fabulous and wonderful things.
1: Totally. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. taking so credit for what you're doing, you know, Yeah, like you say yeah. making your invisible work visible because it is very much an invisible nature of the, the um, value that you're providing and so if you're, if you're documenting it and showing it, it really helps in being able to provide that parent with confidence. And then come time for um, performance reviews, like that, it's just a slam dunk because they've already seen all of it. You're not then presenting them with the information. Uh, right. They've known about it
0: all along. So for me, for me, it's slightly different, maybe because my experience have been a little bit different, but I worked as a rota nanny for a long time. And that means, you know, you work a certain amount of time and then you switch with another nanny. But most of the parents I worked for were what I would say absent parents, so that they weren't really involved in the education of their children or the upbringing of their children. So they would never have gone to the app. Most likely Mm -hmm. they would never have had the app. But the way I mean, the app would have been good to communicate with the other caregivers, obviously, so that they could see where we were, you know, what we were doing and what we'd achieved during our time on shift. But we had a we had a different system that I had, you know, kind of put together and we had um, so at the end of each week, every nanny had to fill out this form which was basically emotional social developmental Mm -hmm. and we had to put in all the things that had happened during the week uh, so that then when we handed it over the next person had it before they started their shift so we would send it you know a couple of maybe the day before the shift started and you would have all the information let's say if you were potty training and you had Two great days of potty training and three days of accidents, the person coming on shift would know exactly what had happened the previous week.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the parents weren't interested in having photos or weren't interested in seeing any of the activities that the children had been doing. So it's bad, isn't it? So it's, yeah. you know, it, it would have been useless with them, but it would have been great. a great tool great for, for the, the nanny team. Hood.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's great. I think it's like hospitals, you know, when you yes. think they need an app now. I think everyone needs an app. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When you're handing over care to, I know you have it written down and it's all, but yeah, it should be, I think, yeah, I want one now. <laughs> I think, <it's laughs> okay. so, I think so, I've talked myself out of all of the negative stuff I was thinking. So we,
0: we've we converted Yvonne. Yes. Yeah. yes. Check conversion complete
2: conversion complete yes okay even with my my terrible wi-fi no really fascinating really
0: interesting so the last question before we go so where do you see technology within the childcare industry going in the next few years? Cause obviously you've done this huge job with raise kids and we've talked about competition coming in and then that means raising the standards, but where do you feel mm-hmm. eventually we will go with technology in, in childcare?
1: I hope that it is for a lot of it for the professional development of a caregiver. I mean, I think that there's the the wonderful part of the connected, I, I think, I guess I'd say two parts. And, Um, the professional development of a caregiver to be able to have them be equipped with the resources that they need to provide care. And obviously we have a huge problem with childcare here, and the accessibility of it. and, And of course the quality of it comes into question too. And so we wanna be able to affordably equip people to become the caregivers and educators that we really need them to be for our kids. And so that's what we're trying to do. I hope there's more tools out there that continue to provide that. Um, and then to be able to have that, that bond with a parent and the caregiver so that you have this sort of caregiving unit that gives consistency of care um, and that you know we can all benefit from being able to better understand each other. Um, I, I think we, the hardest
2: part, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, the no. it is the hardest part, isn't it?
1: Mhm. Yeah, and you want you want to come together as a unit. And you're going to bring different experiences and not to say that you have to agree on everything, but you need to be able to to talk about them and and how and have open communication about about the type of care that you want for your child or the type of care that's right for the child and um and so the the more that technology can bring out bring together those caregiving units for consistency of care and and to elevate the quality of care and to do it in an affordable manner means that we can have more high quality care that's accessible
0: great thank you so if anybody wanted to check out your app how do they do that
1: sure so it's on um the app store and google play just search for raise kids and it's Mm -hmm. r-e-y-z-k-i-d-z um and uh you can go to our website raisekids.com um it's plenty of information there and, and resources for further learning as well
0: fantastic well, thank you very much, both of you, for joining today. It was a great conversation.
2: Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And um, um, yeah, I learned something, which is I always like to learn something. And I wish you all the best luck with it.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It was great. Thank you.